the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Hey family, you're about to be blessed. My wife, you see, because I'm a husband, blesses us with a word about forgiveness. Saying yes to forgiveness. The only way we're going to survive the times is we got to do certain things. And one of them is saying yes to forgiveness. Let's go into the sanctuary. Today, we're going to be talking about, really, it's going to be a continuation of of, of a variety of things we've been talking about at the beginning of this year. My husband kicked off the year talking about surviving the times. And he talked about the the various things that that are written in the word of God that we're seeing manifest in this time. And then Last week, Pastor Randy came and he talked about, he asked us the question, which is also in the Bible, who do you say that I am? And he asked us to think about who Jesus is to us and what is our identity in him. And I'm going to be talking today about just really along the same lines, talking about a posture that God is asking us to Uh, move into and keep not just a temporary posture, but a permanent posture of submission and obedience and even a yes to God in this time when we're being pressed on every side, God is looking for us to say yes to him and to posture our bodies in a position that is ready to move in the direction that he is calling us to. I am really, um, as I've been thinking about this message, I've been reflecting on, you know, the, the, the things that are going on. Some of the things my husband touched on uh, in, in this age, we're dealing with a pandemic. Um, I want to offer up my condolences to the Cervantes family. Cindy, she lost her mom this past week. We've seen so many uh, deaths, so many people sick. I think the count, the last count I heard was 400,000 in the U.S. alone uh, that have, have lost their lives to COVID. And, and, and our hearts are broken that this has happened. Our hearts are broken. And, and, and I want you to know uh, that, that there, there is... A sense, you know, I was thinking about the beginning of the coronavirus in March of 2019, at least for us in the U.S., and, and we called it the novel coronavirus. But a novel, by the way, means new. But I want you to know that there's nothing new about pandemics. There's nothing new about diseases. In fact, I was looking up some of the 
the the the histor- history on pandemics and diseases. And I found, you know, a variety of them. I, I thought it was interesting. Smallpox was one one pandemic that happened that killed nearly 60 million Europeans. And 1.5 million deaths were attributed to tuberculosis and 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 black death, which was a, a, um, a also a virus that killed over 75 million in 1350. And then also in our generation, we've seen uh, pandemics and, and 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 viruses such as HIV which killed 25 million people and infected 65 million. And, and then I looked at biblical times when in the time of Moses, where there were 10 plagues of Egypt and, and, and I mean, there were just crazy things, water turning into blood. And there was a lice, uh, lice pandemic um, or, or plague rather. There was flies, there was sick cattle, there was boils, there was, fire and hail and locusts and darkness and even the death of the of our firstborn these were some of the plagues and and diseases and pandemics that have faced uh humanity since the beginning of time and and i i began to say wow lord you know you you have allowed us to endure as a people, as, as humanity, you have allowed us to endure those, those difficult situations, even though people that we love dearly have passed away. And, 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 and I began to then think a little bit more about even the time that we're faced with in terms of our racial divide, in terms of our political divide, in terms of our, even our religious divide. And, and, and that prompted me to think more on, you know, is this a new thing? Is this something, you know, you, uh, sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get uh, in my flesh and I get frustrated and I go, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm shocked at some of the behaviors and some of the actions. And yet I know, because if I look even in my word, I see examples of religious divide and racial divide and political divide. Even as I was looking in the times of Jesus, I was thinking about the, the, the conflict between the Romans and the Jews and, and thinking about how Simon, Simon the Zealot, uh, not to be confused with Simon Peter, Simon the Zealot, which was one of the disciples, was someone who was part of the Zealots which was a, an aggressive political party in the time of Judaism that actually was against the, uh, the, the, the Jewish rulers because they were aligning themselves with the Romans. And they didn't want anybody to make peace with the Romans. They wanted to have full control over Judea and they wanted to kick the Romans out and even kill them. And this was a little sect within the Jewish religion. And here these, there was this infighting within the, uh, the Jewish religion. And, and, and then on top of that, the fighting between the Jews and the Romans. And then there was even more, you know, if you look into it further, there was racism because of your ethnic background, uh, because of the color of your skin. And there were, there was sexism because of your gender and, there were all of these things. And what it made me realize is that there's nothing new under the sun. The Bible tells us that in Ecclesiastes 1. And so I said, Lord, okay, this is not novel. What we're going through isn't novel, but Lord, it still hurts. It still hurts. And one, one, you know, one funny thing that I, I thought about as I was looking at you know, I was looking at the, the word and I was thinking about what we're faced with with the coronavirus. Just a little little funny sidestep is that there's some parallels between by the Bible and between CDC guidelines for, you know, for keeping clean. I mean, like I looked at uh, the first guideline said, wash your hands regularly with soap and water. And in Psalm 51, 7, it says, purify me with hyssop and I shall be clean. It says, 
in, in, in Isaiah, I'm sorry, it, it says cover your mouth and nose with a mask, right? Our CDC guidelines say that in, in Isaiah 6, 2, the seraphim, even the, even the seraphim knew how to put his wings over his mouth. No, but really, what I want you to know is that there is nothing new under the sun. Everything that we're going through today, God has already seen it. He's already written about it. He's already giving, uh, given us an outline on how we can address these challenges that we're faced with. But it starts with our posture. It starts with us anticipating you know, I remember in the early, you know, I first got married to my husband when blessings would come, you know, he would say, he would say, I would go, I can't believe that these, this organization, blessed love never fails with this stuff. I can't believe I'm in amazement. And he would go, haven't you read your word? He would say, the promises of God are yes and amen. He would say, he would remind me of all the promises that God has spoken over each of us as sons and daughters. And, and it was almost like I, 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 I thought that was good for everybody else except for me. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. I thought that, that the, the, the promises, what are these promises? I, I looked up the promises this morning because I wanted to be able to speak them. As I am still, the Lord fights for me. God gives me strength when I am weary. When I ask him, God gives me wisdom. God works all things for my ultimate good. These are promises that God has given to us. He says he'll never leave us or forsake us. He gives us these promises, but they're it. his promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. They're not yes and amen in your job and yes and amen in your family and yes and amen in that car you're driving. They're yes and amen in Christ Jesus. As long as I'm believing and looking and posturing and keeping focused on the only one who can, on the one who is the author and finisher of my faith, my pr the promises are yes and amen in him. As I turned through and, and, and thought about all, I mean, I, I, there were list upon list of promises. One of the things that I, 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 I considered was the fact that some of those promises and some of that focusing on, on Christ means that we're going to be uncomfortable. It means that we're going to experience pain and we're not going to be able to uh, avoid it. I think about our Lord and Savior, Jesus, at, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Imagine him. He literally, the Bible says, 
he fell down prostrate into the garden. That means laying on your face. I was going to get down and try to show you. But then I was like, I don't know if I could get back up. So I'm going to just I'm going to just pretend. But we can pray like that. We can pray that way. We can pray laying on our face out like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane when he knew that he was getting ready to to die on the cross, to be murdered on the cross. And he said, Lord, if you would like to take this cup, then do so. But if not, not my will, your will. It's It's a position that God wants us to get into where we're saying, yes, God. It doesn't make sense, but yes, God. It's not what I wanted, but yes, God. It's not fair, but yes, God. I think about a time um, I was a team mom for a football, uh, my son's football team. And, um, and I remember they, they, they found out that I like to pray. And they said, will you pray for us before the, uh, before the game? And it was a championship game. And uh, the boys were all excited. And when I got ready to pray, the Lord said, start praying salvation over these boys. This is before a game. Okay. Start praying for salvation and praying for protection. Now, if you know anything about football, you know they want you to pray for the win. But the Lord didn't tell me to pray for the win. He told me to pray for their salvation. He told me to pray for their freedom, for their protection. And I was going, I was praying over them. And I, I, I knew I was praying good. And when I came out of the prayer, all the boys were just like... <laughs> And, and, you know, and, and, and I'm sorry to say they lost. <laughs> they lost. Now, I told my son after, after this happened, okay, after the game was over, my son came at me and was like, Mom, you embarrassed me. You didn't say the win prayer. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't say the win. You're just supposed to get it. Lord, bless these boys. Take them down the field. Get them the first downs. Get them down the touchdown. Get them the end zone. I said, no. The Lord told me to pray for their salvation. Why? Because none of those boys were saved. And none of, none of the coach, coaches were. And he was more worried about them and their life eternal than on winning that game. And, and he was kind of mad at me. He was kind of mad. But, um, but you know, what, what, what I know in my heart of hearts is some of those young men are no longer with us. I believe that that prayer solidified a salvation in their life. I believe that many of them went on to agree with it at a later date. And for me, what I saw there is that God wants us to win in the spirit not in the flesh. It's okay if I lose in the flesh. It's okay, like Jesus, if people spit on me. It's okay if they talk bad about me. You know why? Because I'm looking, I'm keeping my mind on Jesus, on life everlasting. And it made me think about uh, the very words that the Lord said when he was on the cross. If we want, we can turn there. In Luke twenty three thirty four, he said, as he was being crucified, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. A huge part of being in the position and the posture that we're in where we're saying yes is to walk, to walk in that. And to meet each situation with that in mind. Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. I'm speaking, this word is so good for me to receive myself. Because this season, and, I, and I'm telling you, when you're getting ready to do a, uh, provide a word on forgiveness, 
It's that's when people do things to get under your skin. That's when they come at you. That's when they they look at you funny. They say things. They accuse you. They they do strange things. We've had so much of that breaking loose in different parts of our life. And yet the Lord has said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Someone is talking something that isn't correct, maybe on the news, maybe a personal family or friend or someone who you love dearly. Someone's doing something that's hurting you. Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. The word of God also kind of gives us even more perspective on forgiveness. When you look at Ephesians 4.32, I'm going to turn there. Um, Ephesians 4.32 or 31 and 32, it says, Get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And, you know, I, as I thought about this, you know, you, for, for me, okay, you, you got to make the word tangible. So you got to lay these words on real situations. So I challenge you, go home and think about things that have caused you to be bitter and rageful and angry and harsh with your words and slanderous. Go home and, and write them down. Or obviously you're at home. Some of you are not. But, you know, write them down now and think about what you can do to lay father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing on that situation instead. To exchange uh, love for hatred, to exchange freedom for bondage. To exchange forgiveness for bitterness. When we say be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, you know, there are so many things that obviously get under my skin. You know, as many of you know, I, I, I'm fighting against the issue of human trafficking. I'm against abuse of children. I'm against abuse of women, of anyone. I'm against of, uh, you know, uh, the haves and have nots. I'm, I, I'm really adamant about people sharing and, 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 and helping each other. And you see someone hungry, try to be there for them. Don't look down your nose at people. You know, these are, these are my values. And yet there are other people. I, I'm, I meet them frequently. I, the, there are people that believe that, you know, human trafficking is a choice. It's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a profession. It should be legalized. What's the problem? Selling sex, what's the problem? 
There are people that I meet. I've literally met um, uh, something that's called uh, a um, a pedophile that isn't actually going to um, act on their behavior, but just says, I'm attracted to kids. What's well, the big deal? And for me, those kind of things kind of make the hair on the back of my neck stand up and I get real crazy in the flesh. But in the spirit, I realize that there's something that has happened to that person that got them to this place. They weren't born like this. And if I allow myself to hear from the Holy Spirit, I actually will be led to pray for them rather than want them dead or slander them or uh, think of all the evil things that I want them to experience because of what they're doing. In fact, one thing that, you know, we have to really think about is God wants justice. He wants justice. But let's think back again to these times of of, of the Roman times with, with the Jews. Let's think some more about that. During that time, you know, Jesus could have stopped all that. He could have just just annihilated the Romans. He could have sent angels down and fire down and just burn them all up. Why didn't he take that up? Why didn't he? Why didn't he? Why didn't he stop the Jews from being oppressed? Why? Because that's not what he was here for. He was here on assignment. And he was not going to get off of his track that he was assigned to do. Yes, he saw injustice. But his focus was on the bigger picture. His focus was on life and life eternal. And how many times are we allowing something somebody said or something somebody did to get us off our post? To get us out of our posture where we forget who we are in Christ and what he's purposed us to do. We uh, we lean into, OK, Lord, you told me that uh, I was just talking to a sister. She said, the Lord has called me to be a worship leader. You told me to be a worship leader. But somebody over here said, I can't sing. So I'm going to go over here and get mad. And now I'm not worshiping anymore. No, God said, stay here. And when that person comes and says, I can't sing. You just say, I'm going to pray for them. They're here, pressing in, saying yes to what God said. I'm going to pray for them because there's something going on with them. It's not about me, it's about them. Something's going on with them that they had to disparage my worship. It's okay. When I'm looking at, when I'm keeping my eyes on Jesus and someone says, well, you can't, I had a woman uh, say to me recently, I was, I, I helped uh, all kinds of underserved, under-resourced people get jobs in IT. And and I told them that, you know, with with uh, Love Never Fails, we serve 50% women and 54% Black and Latino. And I was explaining that to her. And her response to me was, oh, they're, they're smart enough to do that? And I was just incredibly offended. But instead of doing that, I said, that's her point of reference. This was a very affluent woman that had no experience with these populations. So instead of getting mad at her, I said, she doesn't father. Forgive her for she knows not what she's doing. And I'm still in community with her. So guess what? I'm going to let my light shine before men. I'm going to let it shine and I'm going to hopefully one day I'll be able to have a richer conversation with her to say, I'm one of those people. And, and, and maybe she'll even say sorry. And maybe that'll open the door for me to say something loving to her that will want to make her know my God a little bit more. It's all a setup. 
We should view all of these things where we're offended as an opportunity to share the love of Christ. It's all a setup. You know, I was thinking about um, uh, some things that have happened recently, other points of offense that have happened. Um, recently in a congressional proceeding, there was a, a pastor that came and prayed. And at the end of his prayer, he said, amen and a women. And I thought, what? What's happening here? A men and a women? And I thought, you know what? Before I jump to it, I'm going to do some research. And I'm going to find out, is a men a genderized word? And I found out that a men is actually amen in Hebrew. It is not a genderized word. It is literally, it means truth. It means, what else does it mean? It means truth. It means uh, verified, and it means certainty. Amin, a Hebrew word. He didn't know that. So what should I do with him? Should I bash him on, on, on YouTube or on Facebook? Should I make fun of him? Or should I say, maybe there's something going on in his family Maybe, you know, he might be a smart man. Maybe he has like 10 daughters and a wife at home that's like, if you don't put a woman in there, you ain't getting dinner tonight. I mean, I don't know what his situation is. I don't know why he did that. And I do think it was distracting from the prayer. But you know what my role is to do is just to pray for him. Say, I don't know what his reasoning for that was. I'm going to assume, I'm going to assume the best. Assume he wasn't meaning that to be distracting from the Lord. And he just didn't know. Another, another kind of reverse scenario is I, heard, I saw someone on Facebook disparaging pastors the other day. And this was a Christian. And, and that, ooh, that hurt. Because we're, you know, we're supposed to be honorable, honoring our pastors, even when we don't agree with them. Why? Because the Lord says, vengeance is not ours. And so I I thought a little bit about the story of of David. Now, for those of you who have read it, you know that David uh, took another man's wife. He murdered murdered her husband, uh, had her husband murdered. Um, He committed adultery. It was a really bad situation. Now, he orchestrated, he used a lot of soldiers. And he used a, a lot of uh, 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 people that work in the in, in his kingdom to orchestrate those acts. So if you think that people didn't know what was going on, no, everybody knew. They were like, "Man, David's over here with Bathsheba. He's doing this. He's getting her husband Uriah. This ain't cool." Everybody knew that, but not one person stepped to him. There was one man, Nathan, who did step to him and told him, he said, his words are, he said, there were two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. And I'm, I'm looking at, uh, I am looking at 2 Samuel 12, 1 through 12. And he says, um, He says, there were two men in certain town, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little lamb he had bought. He raised it and he grew up with him and his children. It shared his food, drank from his cup and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man But the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare a meal for the traveler who had come to him. Instead, he took the lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for the one who had come to him. David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, look at this, as surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. Whoa, 
He must pay for that lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. And Nathan said, you are the man. That stinks. But guess what? Nathan was given the words by God to correct the king. And some of us, one of the things that has been really awesome about social media is that we get to keep in touch and become aware of what everybody else is doing. But one of the bad parts is that we all have a bunch of digital courage and we also are just spewing of our mouth about everything that we have an opinion about. And sometimes God is telling us, hush, that's not for you to say. That's for you to pray, but not for you to say. And so, because, you know why? Because if you say it, and this person says it, and that person says it, guess how the person's going to feel? Attacked. But if you allow the one that God sent to say it, with the right words, you see how Nathan set that up? That's because his words were orchestrated with the wisdom of the Lord to convict the heart. And guess what David did after this? He repented. At the end of the day, all we, we do not want to exact vengeance. If we want to shame people, we want to put people down, then exacting vengeance is what we're doing. If we want to correct somebody in love so that they'll turn back to the Lord, then we have to do that decently and in order. A few scriptures to share about revenge, because I think it's important for us to know what revenge looks like. Revenge is when we bash people on social media. When we talk about people behind their backs, we're exacting revenge. Revenge 1219, I'm sorry, Romans, not revenge. Romans 12:19 says, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will pay. I will repay, says the Lord. And Leviticus 18, uh, 19, 18 says, You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you will love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. Revenge. It means to inflict hurt or harm on someone or injury for wrong done to oneself. It means to get even. It means to settle the score. It means to retaliate on, to take reprisal against, to exact retribution on, to let someone see how it feels, to give someone a taste of their own medicine, to give someone just desserts. To give them, uh, to give as one gets. To return what one gives, a tit for a tat. These are the things that we find ourselves doing in this time. One-upping each other. Constantly in conflict and division. 
And God is telling us he wants us to press into and into him, into being faithful to what he has called us to do, into the purpose over our lives, and most importantly, into forgiving and loving even our enemies. Now, I know this is a hard teaching. This is very hard in this season. We've been through a lot this last year. And some people, I saw my husband posted something, and I saw my dad responded, and he said, but what about the people that are doing this and that? This racist. <laughs> and, and, and you know, it, it's true. This is what comes up for us. This is what comes up. What, what about these people that are coming against us? What did Jesus say? He was on the cross. What did he say? I mean, he had been spat on. He had been kicked. Just stopped, beaten, flogged. And he still said that? So if somebody says something to us and, and, and it's offensive, I'm not saying be, be a glutton for punishment. I'm not saying be a doormat. But what I am saying is don't let it get you off your post. Don't let them distract you from the calling on your life. Don't let them get you, make those words mean more than they, they mean. You are a a child of the most high king. God has called you with a plan and a purpose. And he has anointed you for a purpose that is so great. You can't even imagine what it might be. But if you allow him to ensnare you in bickering and inviting and in things of this world, You think God really cares whether it's Republican or Democrat? Do you think God really cares whether the blacks or the whites win? Do you think he cares whether you're a Protestant or a Catholic? No, what he cares about is heart. He cares about us submitting our hearts to him. Obeying his word. One thing, too, that has come to me very clearly in this time is we need to be in our word. The word is a light into our feet and a lamp into our path. If we do not know God's word, we will be easily deceived. I had so many people calling me when the vaccine came out and say, is this the mark of the beast? I heard this is the mark of the beast. These are the same people that said, is the, is the mask the mark of the beast? And I went, I had to be honest. I was like, let me, let me check my word. Let me make sure there's nothing I'm missing in here. So I went and I read line by line Revelation. What is the mark of the beast? Mark on the forehead and mark on the hand. It's all the reference, the physical reference. So I'm like, I don't know how a mask. And how a shot is the mark of the beast. Perhaps there's no, not enough science and not enough data about it. You've got to make that decision for yourself. But I don't see a direct correlation in the word of God. We got to get in there for ourselves. I don't even want to tell you. I can tell you where to look. I can tell you things that I've been researching. But I want you to look in there. I want you to know for yourself. I want you to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to make decisions for you and your family and not be running around operating in fear or what some person said that you met that said God said this and God said that. No, we have to know these things for ourselves and they have to be confirmed by the word of God. When we think about God's word, we also need to be careful about repeating things and, and, and it's furthering the, the, the division and furthering the hysteria that's happening in this time. I think about the way that the media is kind of regurgitating and keeping a fire on a lot of different negative things that are happening in our world. And yet Proverbs 17, 9 says, whoever covers an offense seeks love. But he who repeats a matter separates close friends. 
Wouldn't that apply here with the media? If we're continuing to repeat the same thing over and over, and there's some programs that are on the news where they're just saying the same thing over and over 24 hours a day. I don't know about you, but those programs were inciting me. I was becoming inflared by hearing it over and over. This is what he said. This is what she said. This is what they did. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. It wasn't doing anything for my spirit. It wasn't helping me draw close to the Lord. It wasn't helping me move forward in forgiveness. And so I ask you to consider turning that off. Maybe you find out what the news is and then you move forward. You find out so you can pray, so you know what's going on. There's been a few times I haven't been looking at the news. I've come to the house. My husband says, honey, did you see that? Huh? What? No. Did you know that there was an earthquake? No. Didn't. No. I'm just out of it. But that's okay. I, I think it's okay to be aware of what's going on. Be aware. But to be ready to pray and ready to lay Luke 23, 34. Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. On these situations, keeping ourselves in a place of forgiveness, keeping ourselves in a position that is saying, yes, amen to the Lord. Whatever you have called us to do, whoever you have said we are, whoever, whatever you have positioned us to do, That is what I'm focused on. That is what I believe in. And that is what I am going to repeat and regurgitate and remind myself and tell other people about. Nothing else is going to get in my way. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. I want to look at just after Luke 23, 34, because there's something there that really like was an aha moment for me. And it was, it was there that I realized I I was just kind of blown away when I saw it. He says, after he says, Father, Luke 23, 34, look at 35. 23, 34. Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Actually, the second half of that verse says, and the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Now think about that for a moment. You're up on the cross, you're dying, and the soldiers that are murdering you are gambling off your clothing, throwing dice. I think about how we as a people at times, we just want a piece of Jesus, but we're not really seeing him. We just want his shoes. We want a shawl, but we don't want him. 
We want to be able to carry his sandals to a party. I won Jesus' sandals in the dice game. But we don't want to bring Jesus to the party. We don't bring him in. Because with him, you got to forgive people. With him, we got to take a look at ourselves. With him, we have to admit where we've gone wrong. And that's too much. It's much easier to carry in our cross on our necklace, to carry in our Bible, than to carry in the Word. So today I just want to encourage you to, to really take this, take heed to this and put this into action. Let us lean into yes. Yes to you, God. Yes to your will. Yes to forgiveness. Yes to laying our lives down. Yes to falling prostrate on the ground and praying to you, the only one who can. Even Jesus himself did it. How much more do we need to fall down on our faces and say, God, I'm sorry for what I made it. When it's all about you, God. I'm sorry for all the things that I have been distracted by and all the things that I have been thinking about and all the cares that I have lifted up, even the times when I have complained, Lord. When there's so many more that have so much less than I have. God, I pray that, 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 that today you would receive our prayers. You would receive our, our, our requests, our petitions for forgiveness. I pray that you would, you would forgive us for being selfish and distracted and that you would come And you would renew us and restore us and you would invigorate us and show us that there is so much more that we have in you. God, today is the beginning of a new beginning with you. In Jesus' name. I pray you have a beautiful day today. And I thank you so much for making God's word your time in his word and people loving people, forgiving people priority in this path forward. Father, I just ask you right now to help us with the heart and the mind to forgive because we've been forgiven. So much is happening right now, but you have given us a command to love one another, and to forgive one another. So we take this word and we apply it to our hearts. 